Welcome to a brand new episode of the post game. I am your host Davion, and I'm joined by Lillian. What's up? And Emmett. What's going on, everyone? And today we are back uh, talking about some more NBA. We today we're going to talk about the um, the or, or let me rephrase that. Today we're going to talk about the most um, overachieving team so far in the, in the NBA. Or uh, there are two teams in my in our opinion, anyway. Um, so when you look at it, you got the uh, Orlando Magic, who are currently they are third in the East at a uh, at a fourteen and seven record. They lost last night, and I did my notes before last night. And um, the uh, Portland Trailblazers, too, in my opinion, and they're fifteen and four. They're number one in the West. Um, so, but I'm, yeah, I got that right. So when you look at these two teams, let's start with the uh, the Timberwolves, not Trailblazers. Yeah, just set that on fire. Um, the Timberwolves. What? I remember what my prediction was at the, at the beginning of the season. Um, do y'all remember what you guys said about the Timberwolves? So I definitely didn't have them first. I definitely, I think I said they were gonna like miss the playoffs or All something. Right. So I have some bad mojo. Like <laughs> I said last year. So I said last year the Timberwolves would be the one seed. Yeah, you did. And yeah. I also said that Jokic would win the MVP the year before he did. And then I also said back in like 2019 that Julius Randle would win most improved. And then the next year he won it. Yo, real quick. Did you predict the Warriors to win a ring this year? Me? Yeah. Just so I can know that they're going to win next year or not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. No. Oh, so um, good. Yeah. I think I had, I think I had Minnesota in like the play in maybe like seven, yeah. eight seed. I don't remember for sure, but and I remember I got ripped apart for uh, saying that they were gonna miss the playoffs. Maybe maybe I should go look for those comments right now and and see yeah. if someone uh gave, left I mean, left me. Um, there's still time, but it would take a, a couple of injuries to do it. Yeah, I don't, and I don't, and truthfully, I don't think it's gonna get that bad. I think they are. Um, I mean, they're flying right now, man. They are just playing great team basketball. They are playing. Um, I think they just discarded the idea of the in-season tournament, and they were like, you know, they're going to worry about that. We're going to worry about the uh, the West, and we're going to worry about, you know, winning winning basketball games. And that's exactly what they're doing. Like Anthony Edwards, um, you know, this team. And, and, I, and here's the big reason why I didn't think they were going to work out, because I didn't think Collingwood Towns and Rudy Gobert could work out. But as we are seeing, they are. Magically, um, and Rudy Gobert is, is playing some of the best basketball that he's played in a long time. Like, and I hate to say it out loud, but you know, I'm eating my I'm humble pie right now. I apologize for what I said about um, the Timberwolves. I apologize. Yeah. I was wrong. I I also apologize because I was I was a Rudy Gobert hater. <laughs> yeah. uh, Thank just, you both for owning up to it. Not not because I thought he was like terrible. I just thought he was overrated. I thought he was bad. But I, I think, I'll still say, I think there was a point in time when he was a little bit overrated. <laughs> yeah. But I think that he's he's living up to the hype now. He, he's been great. Yo, so looking at the, com looking at the comment from that video, this guy wrote a book. He goes, Carson Town missed uh, training camp with an illness, which is... Which he lost 20 pounds. He might have played his Spurs in the first 21 games. Blah blah blah. No more self. Blah blah. I don't care about Carnage Towns. 
Um, he goes, a healthy Timberwolves squad could be top three seed. They were missing McDaniels, who apparently uh, hit a late growth spurt. Now it's 6'11", blah, 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 and now he's reading the playoffs. So, yeah. And then I commented. I said, thank you for your comment and for watching the video. But I completely disagree. <laughs> top three. I said top three is wild and a stretch. So. Oh, I'll, doubling down is rough. Yeah, then, then he wrote another paragraph. So I'm just <laughs> I'm going to reply to him right now. I apologize. You All right. Yeah. But so, yeah, go ahead. I just I think we're seeing the the importance now of having depth on your team and not stacking superstar after superstar. And I think it kind of started with having with the Nuggets winning, having one superstar and everyone else that complimented him perfectly and they worked as a team and i think like it, it like makes it sad to like say this because like these were the guys that like i watched growing up but like i think we're moving into the time where like the young guns are like taking over like I hope so. I think, yeah i think just some of these some of these teams with you know older guys that you know were really good like four years ago but and are still pretty good but like i mean uh, like the Clippers, the the Bulls, like they're just not. It's just they're not having the season that they should be having with that talent. And young teams like the Timberwolves and the Magic, who have waited patiently, gotten their draft picks to to work out, and people around them, like it's just a lot more fluid. And I think that you know they most of the guys on both those teams have you know played with each other for a while. And yeah, they might have endured some trash seasons together but like that is a, like a season where they get to play with each other and figure each other out and whatnot so i don't know i just think they you know the timberwolves had the number one pick in 2020 the magic had multiple top 10 picks in the past four years and i think they're just both getting to a point where you know it's kind of clicking for them so i'm i'm happy for them and their fans being a small market and having to build to the draft and whatnot. So wish my Hornets could get there, but sadly. I mean, I'll say one of the I most- wish. I didn't say they were. Hey, don't one of the most impressive things I think about this Timberwolves team, though, is especially when they first got Rudy Gobert, everybody said you can't run a too big lineup mm-hmm. in today's NBA. And now they will actually run out a lineup with Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, and Nas Reed all at the same time. And they win with three centers on the floor at the same time. And that's, I mean, it's just mind-blowing because I don't think there's a single other team that could get away with it. And I think you have to give a lot of credit to coaching, man. Like, and I mean, you said, you spoke on it too. Like, you look at this, like, teams like the Clippers, what are they doing? But you look at teams like the Magic, or not the Magic, the um, the Mavericks. Like they have Luca and they have Kyrie. Who do we still consider him like superstar caliber? Uh, he's definitely not superstar anymore. But he is I know. Though. Like I definitely think he's good, but I don't think. Um, but I don't think he is superstar caliber. But when you look at these teams, it's like 
you know, what does it take to be a championship team? A team that, you know, they're going to sit there, they're going to be bad for a season or two because they're trying to figure it out. But during that time, they're playing together, they are developing together, and all these things are happening. That's why teams like the Thunder are going to be good at one point. That's why teams like the Magic mm -hmm. are now third in the East. Um, and that's why this team is number one in the West. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Emmett mentioned, you know, these these younger guys are starting to take over. The guys we grew up watching aren't running the league anymore. And, I mean, he's right. If you look at the top four teams in each conference, none of them are – none of their star, star players outside of Kyrie Irving are those older guys. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Tatum and Giannis and Ben Caro and Embiid and the trio of Ant and Cat and Gobert. And then you see Shea and Chet in OKC and Jokic in Denver and Luka in Dallas. It's just these these young guys are really starting to take over. Yeah. And I think we I think it was like a natural pro progression progression yeah. that was going to happen. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it was just bound to happen. I think we see. I hate to say it, but we we see LeBron is is getting older, but he's not getting older, which is. Even crazier to say, he's still averaging 20 points a game at least and uh, three rebounds and seven assists or whatever the stat line actually is. And it's like you look at it and it's like, man, like at one point, we're going to – I think the NBA is in safe hands. Uh, uh, Luke is not going to play until he's 38. That's just not going to happen. Uh, he doesn't love the game that much, but he's really damn good at it. Um, not Luka, um, Jokic. But you look at um, like teams like the Timberwolves – like, here's a big question for them. And we can talk about bringing the Magic in there, too, as well. Do you think the Timberwolves or the Magic can win it all this season with what they have right now? No. The Timberwolves might be able to. They have the defense to survive the playoffs. Mm. The Magic can't, though. They're still too young. They don't, they don't have any experience on that team. Yeah. The Timberwolves at least have... Gobert and Conley. Yeah. They they could get far. Um I it's just it's hard to like say that they would because I, there's just so many teams in the past that like have just been dominant in the regular season and then like they just get exposed. And, I mean the, the Grizzlies for two straight years were the two seed, nothing. <laughs> And then remember the Jazz just, I mean, they yeah. just kind of exposed their play style and they had, they couldn't adjust and whatnot. So just like my, my take is just like history speaks and I hope it gets changed, but, but I just don't think either of them can pull away. Uh, but it's also like early in the year, teams are still like learning who are like, the main like rotational players, like who they need to watch out for. I think also like it could be early, like these teams, like the Clippers and Bulls and yeah. that are stacking lots of players. Like who knows, maybe later in the year, they kind of figure each other out and are able to find a groove, but oh, you, can only, yeah. you can only speculate at this point. And there's still so many trades still left to be done. Like, like I think there's going to be so much more moving towards the middle um, and closer to that trade deadline. That we're just we have no 
Excuse that we don't even know about, like that that are probably in the works right now. I think the Bulls team is gonna blow up, um, and you know if that team blows up, then like there's a lot of talent that's gonna be leaving Chicago, like Caruso, like Zach Levine, like um, you know the rest of those guys, and so um, that'll be interesting to see what happens there and and, and where people go, and um, you know so gonna jump back to the Orlando Magic real quick, like so this team is in a very very hard um, East. Um, in my opinion, I think um, the East, when it comes to some of the top teams, like they are really, really good. You have to, I mean, I think we're going to call the Patriots a good team. They're just a good team. Um, and I think they are, have exceeded expectations, too. They can be definitely on this list as well. Um, you have the Bucks, you have the Celtics, you have the 76ers, and you have the Heat. You have all these teams that are, are really good basketball teams, and especially towards the end of the season, to the um, to, yeah, that, to towards the tra uh, not trade deadline, but towards um, the All Star break, that's when teams really become themselves, in my opinion. Before and after the uh, the, the All Star break, so looking at these teams, um, can the Magic compete in the playoffs? And I know that's so far far out. And and do you think there's any more moves they need to make before um, they become a more um, playoff ready team? Well, I, mean, I think right now the Magic shouldn't make any moves. Mm -hmm. um, they are in. They have such a good young lineup that is, for the most part, healthy, and it's it's worked so well that all they need is development. Mm -hmm. They're throwing in another star player isn't actually going to help them because they give up so much depth. And the depth is why they win a lot of games. I think that right now they're just young. Only thing that ever helps with being young is getting older. So I think that can they compete in the playoffs right now? Maybe they can win their first round series, depending on who they get matched up with. But I don't think they really go farther than that. Yeah, I agree. I think they're, I think they're set. They ride out the year. Unless something like drastic happens, I mean, say they're like five hundred, and somebody goes down, maybe they'll try and get. If they really want to compete, they might try and get some of the some extra firepower. Power, but if not, I don't think they should do anything. Because they also do got like good. Vets, Gary Harris and Joe Ingles play a good bit of minutes for them, and mm -hmm. they've played in the playoffs a lot. Um, yeah, so I think that, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, listen, they're a good team right now. Um, if there's something that happens that needs to a drastic change, I think Zach Levine's door is always open. Um, and you know, Zach Levine being thrown into that mix isn't an awful idea. Um, he adds more firepower to that team. Maybe Zach Levine goes to Brooklyn. You know, you never know. Brooklyn is one of those teams that I think they're just two steps off of being being there. Um, um, but, yeah, looking at it, um, very, very um, interesting NBA season we're having so far. And um, yeah, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Well, yeah, uh, one more thing about the Magic. They just have, I think, one of the most underrated duos in the NBA, and I think it's – I think they're becoming more well-known, but Franz Wagner and Paolo Boncaro. Absolutely. Both 20 points per game scorers. They defend well. It's just, it's, 
They play really good basketball. They they do everything you ask for from your franchise leader, and it's a great one A one B duo. Yeah, there's a Patrick Beverly's podcast. He was like talking about the magic. Uh, I heard this. I can't exactly yeah. remember, but someone said like Franz Wagner's name. He's like who? He's like is that the dude on the magic? Um, and then. He said something about like if you have like Palo and certain amount of talent, like you should be top of the conference, and anything else is like a failure. But I don't know. Anyways, um, I guess like one last thing I'll say is like, I mean, I, I look back on stuff, but like if y'all remember last year, the Jazz with like Markinen had like a really hot start. Like I think yeah. they were fifteen and seven start the year. So like, and then they probably finished thirteenth in the West. So like, you can only just kind of speculate on yeah. seeing stuff like that and wondering what will happen to these teams. But speaking of, speaking of the Jazz, they got beat by fifty last night. Oh yeah, oh. Jazz game was was rough, man. That was a rough game. Did y'all see the press conference after from the coach? No. Yes. He was not. That, he said, that I believe was, the words were, that, that was a masterpiece of dog shit. Exactly. I think is how yeah. he described that. No, he's, um, those are the exact words he said. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, losing my 50, that's what it feels like. I mean, I, mean, yeah, I, I could imagine. I mean, I, I coach soccer and I've lost by 10. And that's a, that that's that's exactly how I felt. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Um, but, man, thank you all for joining let us know what you think the NBA teams are going to do, man. This is a it's a fun time right now in the NBA. Uh, now the end season tournament is about to end. Uh, we'll definitely see teams either fall off the face of the earth or uh, become better. Uh, I think the, you know, the Clippers, um, the Heat are two teams that I, I think should should make a way back up to towards the top of the uh, their respective conferences. But we'll have to wait and see what that looks like. But anyway. Um, Thank you all for joining. Lily and Emmett, thank you all for, um, for dropping on as well. I have been your host, Dave Allen, and this has been The Post Game. Peace.